My name's Tomo and welcome to my race chinwag. For every single Formula One race this year, pre and post race, we'll be talking all about it live on YouTube. But this is the audio only version just for your nice, cute little ears. Give us a like, five star, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening and let's crack on. And we are live. Welcome to the stream, everyone. Round two of the 2023 Formula One season. We're back at Saudi Arabia. Let's roll the intro. 3D logo. Spin, spin, spin. Hello, Tub Talks, Leandro, Adam, Max, Average, Beam, MGM. I need to play Beam, MG. Never played it before. Um, Thoppy, Jamie, Farzad, Matthew, Chira, Hamza, Lewis, Martin, Professor Z, Pablo, Matthew, Juhi, Rick, Panthera, Dupex, Marek, Axel, Matsunochi, Thank you all for coming. Thank you to everyone who's watching live. Thank you to everyone who's watching after the fact and everyone who's listening to this audio only after the fact as well. Welcome to your ears. Um, how are you all doing, everyone? Good to see you all. Um, I didn't have a video this week. Uh, we, me and me and Hannah were away. We went to Morocco. We went to Marrakesh um, for like, what, three nights? Um, really beautiful place. If you've not been before, um, we thoroughly recommend it is like, you know, you're you're dodging scooters every every other second to try and not get run over. Um, the roads are pretty mad, um, and yeah, it's quite. A, if you don't like busy places with lots of people, it's probably not for you. But um, yeah, and consider something like it's what three hours fifteen the flight was from Gatwick, so UK. Um, it's not that far to you know to get to somewhere that was it was like thirty. 30 between 30 and 35 the whole time we were out there and yes i know i don't have much of a tan i dig a little bit of my arms a little bit of my arms um look i'm, look, I'm freckly right you audio only you can't see but i'm a very freckly man um so yeah and then yes i'm dressed like a uh <laughs> i'm dressed like one of those dementors from harry potter all black hood it's cold it's, it's actually not that cold today um but it's still, I still, I want to be cozy. Also, I've got this, uh, look at this hoodie, F1, H&M, 20 quid. Go on their website, bargain. And I just wanted a nice oversized hoodie and we're here. But anyway, enough of that, enough of talking about me and my holiday. Who cares about that? Let's talk about Saudi Arabia, shall we? Should we talk about Saudi Arabia? Yeah, let's, let's do it, let's do it. Let's start. With, oh, and also, you know, one last little bit of promo for the audio only. This live stream, if you can't watch the rest of it or you don't want to look at my face or whatever, whatever reason you choose, you can listen to it on all good audio only platforms. Did Minton come to Morocco? No, he did not. He stayed at home with my mum. So, yeah, good Minton. Good boy. Maybe I'll bring him out later. Maybe. If you stay to the end and you're watching, you might get some Minton content. This is how I keep the watch time, you know, keep the engagement. I've got to utilize every out I have. And I have a sausage dog, so I have to, you know, use him. Why watch audio? We well, can't watch audio only, Karan. See, that's that's juxtaposed. You can't watch audio only because it's only in there. It's only in your ears. Um, anyway, right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Let's talk about round two. Let's talk about Saudi Arabia. A Grand Prix that, again, we'll, we'll put a... Let's start with a start early poll. What do you... Um, as a circuit, what do you make of Saudi Arabia? 
What do you what do you make of the race? Do you think it's a it's a banger? Do you think it's decent? Do you think it's eh? Or do you think it's awful? What do you think? What do you think? Get 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 your thoughts and feelings in the poll, please. Um and let us know. Yeah, you are being used, Professor Z. You are. It's, 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 it's top tier manipulation from, from this YouTube YouTubist. Um, the YouTubist that I am. Yeah, let me know what you think of the track. Because, again, it's, it's not been on the calendar for long. I mean, 2021 was mad, obviously, given the context of when it was. at Because it was towards the end of the season in 2021. Um, and then they moved it to the start of the season last year. And, obviously, that battle in the context of that Hamilton Verstappen championship fight, which, you know, it, it was like, it was, it was crazy, but there was a lot of stories going on as well. Ocon almost snuck on the podium. Um, there was, and it's one of them that it is, it's certainly high speed street circuit. The, the danger element is there. We've seen some big shunts. We've seen Schumacher. We've seen Leclerc. Um, we've seen Schumacher twice, actually. Didn't he? Didn't he crash at Saudi in twenty twenty one as well? I seem to remember him going on straight, and then obviously last year he had the massive shunt in qualifying. Um, okay, yeah, most of you fifty one percent of you saying decent, thirty six percent of you saying banger. Only thirteen percent combined are either air or awful, um, which is good. And you're right, Will. Cheers for the one ninety nine. There have been some changes this year. They've moved the DRS detection line from before the final corner to after the final corner. So that should, in theory, negate some of that DRS chicken that we were getting, which, as much as it was entertaining, it was also a little bit silly. Um, I guess you kind of get that to an extent. It's not so much chicken at Bahrain, I guess. That's the thing. Because it was very, very much that. Yeah. It, it, it was a bit dodgy at Saudi Arabia. Um, last season it was such a great battle with Leclerc and Verstappen obviously Lewis and Verstappen that was that was a lot more heated because there was a lot more context to it um yeah and some, some people liked it I, I I think it's it treads a fine line doesn't it when you've got something like DRS that drivers are purposefully you know breaking earlier or slowing down earlier to then utilize then it starts to become a little bit Look, ever you could argue anything's a gimmick, right? But then it does, you know, maybe detract somewhat from the the purity of the racing. But how how important is that to you? It's it's all subjective, and it? it's it's entertainment at the end of the day. So um, it doesn't really, f yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm kind of I get it from both sides. I think it's probably a, a good change. I'm quite happy to say. Were there any other changes, chat, actually? I, I, I saw they've moved the DRS detection line. Have they made any other changes to the um, Jeddah, Corniche, whatever circuit they call it? Because um, also, wasn't the plan to, for this this track to only be... Um, to only be like a temporary venue for the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix? And the idea is originally to keep it here for now and then to move it to a purpose-built circuit. Because, again, I feel like this circuit, look, the, the, the poll is doing the talking. If you're watching representat representatives of the Jeddah Corniche International Circuit, whatever you want to call it, I don't even know what it's called, 86% of the people think it's either decent or a banger, which, you know, a lot of tracks don't go down well 
um, in F1 fans' minds. So this is actually... Oh, that was Qatar, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, you're right. It was Qatar. Okay, sorry. I'm waffling. Um, yeah, because that, that circuit is already a purpose-built circuit. The LaSalle, isn't it? LaSalle. Um, did I go to Bournemouth Uni? Yes, I did, Sam. Big up Bournemouth. Um, as, uh, although, as long as West Ham... Don't, I, I'd, I'd rather Bournemouth get relegated than West Ham, obviously. But um, I'd like them both to stay up, obviously. Obviously, West Ham. But I'd like Bournemouth to stay up as well. I've got a place in my heart, you know. Um... Qatar is made for MotoGP. Yeah, because that, that circuit was on the calendar for MotoGP for a while, wasn't it? Um, before F1 went there. Um, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, look, I, I, I think that... Um, is it for Saudi Arabia as well, Hamza? Um, in a couple of years, they'll move to Riyadh. Really? Yeah, okay. Okay, so I, I was... I was thinking about Qatar. So I was right, but I was also wrong. That's the story of my channel. Up the BU, Samwise. I was uh, um Lime Regis first year, so I had the ugly pink, um, yellow hoodies. Not ugly pink. Pink's a great colour, hence why it's all over this channel. Um, okay, yeah, so round two, Saudi Arabia. Again, they moved it to the start of the season. And look, I'm, I'm excited. The, the thing with Bahrain is that Bahrain was such a... It's such a difficult circuit to take too much from. You've got not much in terms of high-speed corners, You've got massive tyre degradation because they've never resurfaced it. And it will highlight and expose any weaknesses in terms of tyre deg. Now, obviously, for an Aston Martin to, to, to do as well on its tyres as it did at a circuit like Bahrain is very promising. But I would expect Ferrari to be in a better place this weekend because, again, their, their issues with tyre deg were just fully exposed. Um, at Bahrain but we'll see at Saudi we'll see we will see we will see right so what happened last time at Saudi Arabia bit of a banger um, we had what Yuki Tsunoda he broke down before the race even started um, Checo was you know Checo was pretty clear of Max you got to say like in qualifying you know Max just couldn't find the setup in the car Checo put it on pole and this was one of the very few weekends last year that, and to be fair, of their entire time, um, as what Verstappen, uh, Perez teammates at Red Bull, that Perez actually looked to have the edge um, on Max that weekend. Um, and then in classic Latifi fashion, um, he crashed, which then resulted in someone at the front missing out. In this instance, it was Checo. And you know what's actually interesting? Because I did watch the highlights back before this stream, obviously, just to remind myself exactly what, what happened. You've got to say, Ferrari actually played a little bit of a blinder because on the radio, Ferrari get on the radio and say to Charles, pit to overtake. And Charles sitting in second behind Perez at the time. And it was on lap, what, I don't know what it was, 13, 14, something like that. And then Perez comes in, seemingly Red Bull reacted to that radio call, brought Perez in, Charles then stayed out, then Latifi binned it, and then, obviously, a cheap pit stop for everyone who hadn't stopped at the time meant that Perez got leapfrogged. So actually, credit where credit's due, because I know the heat on Ferrari is understandably strong at the minute, and we'll talk a bit more, a bit more about why in a minute. 
but you know what? They actually played a bit of a world here, and uh, ended up ended up a fantastic result um, from. So yeah, look, I, yeah, a broken clock is right twice per day. That's a good point. It's a good point. I just want to give credit where credit is due, okay? Because Ferrari have been taking L's, not just recently, <laughs> just since two thousand and eight, really. I guess even then. They won the constructors, but lost the drivers to Lewis. So, um, yes, yes, that, that that's what happened last time. Well, we had all we had Ocon and Alonso sparring as well. Ocon almost putting Fernando into the wall with a very late move, um, which was very naughty of Esteban. Um, very very naughty. And what Daniel Ricciardo broke down. He was having a pretty good race at the time. Um, I seem to remember he was doing all right. I know he, I think, out qualified. Yeah, recently was certainly an interesting choice of words. But yeah, I, I think the, the, the race delivered a, a pretty exciting one last year. So I'm optimistic. And of course, the danger is the, uh, the danger is a factor. But we'll get, we'll get to it. We will get to it. And I'm looking forward to it. Right. I've got a few super chats to get, catch up on, actually. Um, thank you, Winchy, mate. It's been time. How you been, man? Good to see you in the chat. Pick up Winchy. Um, I've been good, mate. I've been good. I've been good. Although, actually, you know what's really weird, right? Obviously, you know, when you go to another country and, I mean, I, I'm a, I love food. So, obviously, I was having tagines. I was having skewers. I was having, you know, all the Moroccan authentic food. Fine. Completely fine. Get back home within you know, three, four hours of getting home, I've got the, let's just say it's like a, you know, super soaker. <laughs> um, I said, I, I was fine there, even though that's where I was eating different food, you know, you, you, your system's not used to it. And <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. But other than that, I'm good. I, d I did actually think I need to go before this stream, but I think I'm going to be okay. Uh, thank you, Jamie, for the seven ninety nine Aussie. Big up, Jamie. No, it ain't the Melbourne GP yet, but anyway, what are your thoughts on Albert Park having four DRS zones now, good or bad? Yeah, I, I think that they're... <sighs> DRS is always going to be a controversial one, isn't it? And, and obviously, the, the, the safety issue with DRS isn't just the increased speed, it's the decreased downforce. So then cars are more likely to potentially get caught out by kind of any, you know, top end instability. Um, but then I look at a track like Baku, you know, with such a long straight DRS down there, you're getting cars going forward. I, I, I think, you know, that is, I guess, one of the um, the pros to making these cars bigger. And they're not going to get any smaller, are they? Like safety safety will dictate that these cars are always going to be big. They could get lighter, which would be good to see, but they're not going to get any smaller. Uh, I don't think that's that's reasonable to, to expect um, because of the increased safety. And, and at the end of the day, we can have massive shunts like Mick Schumacher had at Saudi Arabia last year, and he can walk out the car. And that's a massive testament for the safety. So I get that. Um but also having that bit more car means that you can generate that bit more downfalls and potentially go a little bit faster. And then it means that, you know, again, for, for and I know Roman was super lucky to walk out of that car because there's a lot of things that could have gone slightly differently. It would have trapped him in that house, right? When he had his crash in Bahrain in 2020. But 
as the as the sport gets safer you you like to think that okay yeah we can have these cars push a bit quicker they can have a few more drs zones they can go faster because the punishment for getting it wrong or the punishment for getting taken out whether it was joe last year whatever there's plenty of instances of, of big crashes that happen in f1 because it's high speed big cars limited space um you're going to get big crashes but drivers can walk out of them it's always going to be a difficult you know you, you can't make the sport 100 safe you can't just you know damp it down so that that that's always going to be a factor otherwise we just take the drivers out of the cars and we'd make them do it radio controlled and then what like that's obviously going to be rubbish because part of what makes it exciting and interesting is that the drivers are in those cars and they're putting themselves in those situations and you know that's part of the part of that is part of the appeal you know for sure of course it is so yeah anyway I, i kind of went on on a tangent there but for for drs zones at melbourne park I, I'm I'm reluctant to be too critical until I've seen it. I guess that's that's my nice 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 fence to sit on. Um, nice fence to sit on. Cheers, Will, again for the one out man. Appreciate it. That was a good change to the circuit this year. Again, we'll see we'll see if the moving the DRS zone will actually make because you could still argue that it would be in your benefit. No, I guess could you though? No, I I, I don't think there's an argument that it doesn't improve things because yeah okay you could purposefully let someone pass on the final corner to then get drs and try and get them again but but i I don't think that like that you could say that about a lot of drs zones that are coming out of tight hairpin corners um daniel thanks for the 499 thoughts on the rumors rumored docklands grand prix oh dear yeah i was thinking about well obviously i I didn't have time because i was away to talk about the uh once again, London Grand Prix room is coming up in the Docklands, um, kind of around Canary Wharf, uh, that kind of way, which doesn't interest me at all. As someone from, you know, the outskirts of London, you know, the idea of having a race in London, the premise uh, could sound quite interesting, but the reality, I just doesn't don't think it works. You, you can't... You know, if you were going to have a London Grand Prix and you just have it on the Docklands, like, no, it's just, it just don't see any, I don't see any pros from it. I, I don't. I, I just think that that area is just going to be housing. I don't think there's any, um, I mean, the track layout that they suggested as well is ridiculous. They've got a double Singapore sling. So it's like, it's like right, left, right, left, right, left. A double Singapore, who asked for like, no, foolish, foolishness, absolute foolishness. No, it's not going to happen. I mean, it's, it's part of a, you know, a, what do they say? It's like a proposal for the area that they've come up with. Oh, we could do this F1 track and they've just made the deadest F1 track. Like, at least consult someone who actually is into F1, surely. It feels like they didn't. Maybe they did. But I, I, you can't put a right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, however many it was. You can't put that in there and then think, oh, yeah, this, this, this had a... This had insight from someone who knows what they're, you know, knows what F1 is, what they're talking about. No, no not for me. No Doctor's GP for me. Um, and one more, hang on, one more. Oh, Jamie, uh, well, I, I did miss you, but I got back to it, Jamie, all right? I apologize, mate, but thank you again for the super duper. Um, 300K when? Who knows, who knows? Um, right, okay, cool. So that's what happened last time at the 
Saudi Arabian Grand Prix anyway. Let's have a quick reflect on how the driver standings are after the first round. Uh, so Verstappen leading the way over Checo. You've got Fernando Alonso P3. Vibes. Big vibes. Um, no fastest lap point so far because Joe got it in, uh, in the last race. And yeah, I, I think we'll get, hopefully we'll get some questions answered this race about certain teams. I'm thinking Alpine. There's a lot of unknowns. Mercedes. Ferrari as well, I think with a low, lower tyre deck, it'll be interesting to see um, where that performance is. Williams, like it's a quick track and that car's good in a straight line. McLaren, was that just a you know, one-off? Technical Gremlins stopped really seeing their performance. You know, Were they actually closer to like Gasly's pace? Hard to say. Um, hello, AV. Welcome. Welcome to the live. And rate the Yorkshire GP <laughs> You see on Twitter, I posted on, uh, shared on Twitter, someone had posted a um, comparison from Raskas to uh, in Maidenhead. There's like a round, it's not even a roundabout, but it looks like a roundabout and it, <laughs> it's like identical. Um, Maidenhead Grand Prix, love to see it. And then in terms of driver championship, again, Red Bull already got a nice 20 point buffer, which I'm sure they're quite happy about, only four. P4 for Scuderia Ferrari. Um, oh, yeah, I meant the hairpin. I should have just called it the hairpin. Trying to, oh, oh, I know the name of one of Monaco's corners, and I'll say it, and it's the wrong name. I meant the hairpin. You're right, I did. Um, Williams P7, up the album. Come on, Sam. Right, okay, uh, predictions time. So, predictions, I put a poll out last night before I went to bed on... Twitter and YouTube community. So I have a follow me on Twitter at Tuomo F1 T W O M M O because only W's are taken on. Now it's actually Twitter and then Tomo is Tuomo. That's the real reason I put it. And um, oh, is AlphaTauri still red? Oh, for God's sake. Okay, staying red. You're staying red, Scuderia AlphaTauri. I mean, you've got Scuderia in your name, so it's basically the same thing. And um, <laughs> I forgot to update that bit again. Um, what was I saying? I lost my trail of thought now. Damn it. Um, predictions, yes. I put them out. Ask for yours. Race winner. Best drive. Worst drive. Uh, best team. Worst team. And your predictions for... Yeah, all in red. That's true, Thomas. That's what I meant all along. I meant all in red because Alpha Tarry is now red. So all in red. Spot on. Thank you, Thomas. That's definitely what I meant. Uh, your predictions are as follows. From 1,855 votes... Um, and again, if you want to vote on these, make sure you follow me on Twitter and subscribe, like and subscribe. Do it now. Check, check. Take this time to go check if you're watching on YouTube, obviously. If you're audio only, then just five star. Do all that stuff. You know, that's nice. That's nice to do that. That's not. That's nice of you to do that for me. Um, right. So yeah, 70% of you saying Max Verstappen takes the win, race winner. 18% Sergio Perez. So he's got a bit of a... Bit of an increased following, which obviously look at Saudi Arabia last year, and Checo was he was there with Max for sure, um, which is not something we've seen for a long time. Um, was that in part because Max was you know that car was quite overweight at the start of last year and it's quite understeery, it wasn't really suited to Max's style. It'll be interesting to see if Checo can retain that because he was within a couple of attempts at Bahrain of Max as well. So it is looking kind of promising for Checo. Um, from what we've seen so far, I really hope that he can close that gap right up because 
you know, do I want to see him lose his seat? No, of course not. Got a lot of time for Checo. He's clearly a lovely, lovely bloke. Um, 5% Alonso, 3% Charles Leclerc, I think, is going to come through the field. Which, again, if you don't know what's happening to Charles, then, and why I've said come through the field, then, well, we'll get into that when we talk about Ferrari. Um, best drive, Fernando Alonso, 34%. Unsurprising there. He's getting still getting repped heavy. Um, we will we'll see. I mean, Aston Martin, it's this. Looking good. It is looking good, Brev. Uh, 15% Leclerc, again, storming through the field. Verstappen, 11%, assuming a win. And then Hamilton, 5%. Hard to know where Mercedes are going to be, isn't it? It's very difficult to know. Because it's a very different track to Saudi Arabia. Very different track. And we're going to Silverstone this year. No plans to go to any races this year, Toby. But we'll see. We'll see. I mean, when I went to Miami, that manifested like two weeks before the race. So, um, we'll see. Worst drive, uh, 30% have gone for Nick DeVries. It wasn't a great first race. It wasn't terrible, but he was quite far off Yuki in qualifying and didn't really make a, much of an impact in the race, although he was kind of stiffed on strategy a bit um, to help out Yuki to keep uh, Joe going you at bay. So we'll see. Piastri, 14%. It's harsh, um, but someone's got to get voted, don't they? And Piastri will get whitewashed, do you reckon? I, I don't know. I, I, I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised. Um, Magnussen, 8% as well. Didn't have a, yeah, poor qualifying. K-Mag didn't really do anything in the race either. He had a bit of a bit of a stinky weekend um, in Bahrain. Best team, 68% Red Bull, 15 Aston Martin, 5 Ferrari, 4 Alpine. Alpine, keep your eye on Alpine. I think, I think we'll see. I think we'll see... You know, they were strong last year. We almost got on the podium last year in Saudi. Remember that with the Ocon Bottas drag race to the line. So Alpine, I think, have got good pace around this track based off previous year's experience. And, and also, yeah, wasn't it? Oh, no, was that? Was, was that 2021 that Ocon? Because I remember obviously that image of like Verstappen, Hamilton, Ocon going into turn one from the restart. Was that 2020? Yeah, it was 2021. But either way. What do the percentages mean? The percentages mean the percentage of the vote. From 1,855% of the vote, 1,855 votes, sorry, 30% of the vote for worst driver was Nick DeVries, 14% was Oscar Piastri, 11 was Sonoda, 8 was Magnussen. Yeah, 21 Yeah, twenty-one was him almost getting the podium, 22 was him scrapping with Alonso. It's true. It's true. Um, and worst team, McLaren taking the vote, which, I mean... Again, if if they don't break down, I think their pace is, is okay. Um, but reliability is... Uh, I think Spanners posted it on Twitter. It's like reliability is as much a part of performance as anything else. And it's true. Like if if you, both your cars are, have got issues and conking out, then your performance isn't... You can talk about potential performance all you like if you don't make the end of the race or if your car's having to pit about 17,000 times to get to the end of the race, then... You got no performance because it doesn't mean anything. Um, there you go. My predictions, though, these are yours. Mine. I'm going Carlos Sainz race win because why not? Um, I, I think that Ferrari will be much more competitive this weekend. Charles Leclerc starting towards the back. Again, we'll talk more about it. So I'm going Carlos Sainz race winner. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take in life. All right, remember this. Uh, best drive, I'm going Pierre Gasly. I'm expecting good things from Alpine. And he was very strong in that race at Bahrain. 
So I think as long as he doesn't have a stinky qualifying again, I think Gasly will have a good weekend. Worst drive, Nick DeVries. I'm just not that confident in the AlphaTauri, and he was quite a bit off Sonoda from what we comparatively saw anyway last week. Um, best team, I'm going Alpine. I think Alpine are uh, going to surprise a few people. That's where I'm putting my, um, you know, Ocon and Gasly, but I think Gasly's going to have a, you know, he was very strong last week. So I've, I've got good reason to um, to believe and then worst team, I've gone Mercedes because um, I could see I could see Alpine being quicker than Mercedes um, at Saudi, possibly knocking them down to fifth quickest team this this weekend. We'll see. It's a prediction. I'm not from the future, um, but that's what I'm saying. I think Alpine are gonna 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 have a good weekend because I, I think we didn't really get to see that that Gasly's pace was really good. I looked at some some data around race pace and Gazzy's race pace was very good and he was having to clear traffic obviously as well so yeah we'll see we will see we will see what will happen right um also oh yeah fantasy league let's have a little look at fantasy um now i haven't updated my team yet i'm gonna wait until you know we've seen practice i'll, I'll wait until saturday to, to change things up um i've got Charles leclerc in there still uh, again this is unchanged from from last week um, so I had a bit of a stinker with Hulkenberg and Joe uh, and Leclerc breaking down, obviously. Actually, Joe got all right points because he got that fastest lap. That kind of saved it a bit. Um, obviously, Aston Martin, Red Bull, I'll keep them. Verstappen, Alonso, no reason why I would change them. Hulkenberg, maybe I'll keep him because he's only 4.2. Um, Leclerc, I'm thinking I might keep as well because he will be moving through the field. He'll be doing a lot of overtaking. And I think, I think anyway, I haven't checked the exact rules on fantasy league but i think it's rewarded like drivers quite well rewarded for getting um getting overtakes through the field right bringing gasly yeah i'm thinking of bringing in gasly um because i do think alpine are going to be in a good place um but gas if i was to bring in gasly i would have to get shot of <sighs> that's the thing gasly's like eight million i think i checked earlier gasly's like eight million so then what do I do? Because like, Gasly's like the same price as Alonso. So that's where I'm just like, oh, I can't take Alonso out. I can't take Aston Martin out. If I take Hulkenberg and Joe out and get Gasly in, I won't have enough money to, for, for a fourth driver. So, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. I'll have to do more things. We'll have to see how practice goes. Is the Alpine pace that I believe is there going to manifest itself? Maybe not. Because yeah, the cheapest driver is Sargent, who's four million. So again, I can't I couldn't afford to bring in um and also you only get two free changes. I don't want to make more than two changes. So I'm not really sure if Gaz is going to be an option. Um but we'll see. Remains to be seen. Oh, also, um racing chocks. I haven't got any more le left with me, but if you do want to get ten percent off of racing chocks with code Tomo ten, then you've got till the end of this month. Um, would recommend they were all the helmets that me and Aldas got designed for our live show um, and if anyone watching was there then I hope you enjoyed the chocolates um, but anyway right okay that's the fancy lead done Bosch lovely let's talk about the teams now starting with Williams um, so they've appointed someone new haven't they they've got a new CEO who came from the uh, aeronautical industry think i think they've got you've got a new ceo um what's, what's the what's the fella's name 
Williams. Williams Racing. Interesting with Williams, because they're just like, they're making a lot of like changes. I just don't know if you got to think that you've got to think that James Vows. I've I've got faith that Vows will come good. You know, who's the new um? No Val, Vows. Oh no, sorry, you're right. It's Chief Operating Officer. Sorry, Vows is CEO. Well, I think Vows is CEO. Yeah, Chief Operating Officer is Frederick Brousseau. Frederick Brousseau. Another Frederick, like Frederick Vasseur. Um, after a 26-year career in the aerospace industry, Frederick will join the team in April. Um, let's uh, let me have a look. So he began in Canada on the factory floor in '97, doing management roles and all that. Blah blah blah. Um, okay, general manager guided the opera opening of the facility's state-of-art production line for the engines which powered the Airbus A220 commercial jetliners. Yeah, so he comes from an aerospace um, background, chief operating officer. Yeah, I mean, cool. We'll see. Um, Alex has gone blonde as well. Um, well, he already kind of was, but he's really bleached his hair, which is nice for him. And, yeah, again, I, I think Williams, you know, certainly have based off last weekend they've entered the midfield they're no longer the um again if you can say we've got a midfield they're no longer the um hangers on at the back you know um which is which is great and to see uh, again I, I feel like from from you've got that kind of top four potentially but again alpine mclaren with their upgrade could they get into it I'm I'm expecting like by the end of this season for their, you know, I don't think there's too many excuses for there not to be like an Alpine McLaren fighting towards the front by the end of the year. Thank you for reminding me, Snazzy. By the way, I appreciate that. Um, what's this live about again? <laughs> this live is about talking about Williams' new COO. And does McLaren up, up, upgrade for Saudi? No, I believe another team does though. But we'll get onto it last week. Williams got lucky last week. Do you reckon Thorpe really? Because I think I think Alex was you know Logan was very unlucky to not get out of Q one. Set the exact time, same time as Lando. Yeah, it's fine margins, very very fine margins. Alex had his front wing issue. Couldn't you know he thought potential Q three was on there. And yes, the race pace wasn't great. Alex was getting caught. Um, but I wouldn't say they were lucky. I'd say, I'd say they were all right, you know. I, I think I think they're definitely in, in within the um, midfield battle. Williams golf livery this year. I would be very surprised if Williams don't do a special edition golf livery this year. Let me just say that I'd be very surprised because it went down so well with McLaren. They'd be silly not to, surely. Um, Logan, yeah, very good, Declan. Yeah, very, very, very good. Don't know what you're basing that off, but. Very good either way. No, I think Logan's Logan's going to give Alex something to think about for sure this year. I was very impressed. If you haven't seen Logan Sargent's race start, um, go and find it. Go and find it on Twitter. Like the onboard of Logan Sargent's start for a first race in F1 was mad impressive. Just mad impressive. Um, <laughs> we're all winding each other up, Jake. That's 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 what that's what we do. That's what we do. This is the relationship we have, you know. I wind you up, you wind me up. Yeah, <laughs> L L Logan's like 
Logan's and it shouldn't be a surprise when you look at the nuance of his junior results when he's gone toe to toe with Porsche, Piastri, you know, these drivers who are really highly considered like he has held his own more than enough. So hello Naren, good to see you, mate. Um yeah, I want the golf livery as well. Just so I I, I, I want it too, you know, but I, I don't make the rules, unfortunately. No, Williams, I'm expecting decent decent weekend. I th I think, you know, fringe of the points again uh, is is not off the not off the table at all. Not off the table at all. We'll see. Logan points this year. I mean, this week, sorry. That would be um, decent. Sergeant, every bit as good as Piastri. Yeah, I, I think um, I we'll see. I think from what we've seen in this first race, I, I think everything suggests that could be a thing for sure. And again, it's like, it's good to, yes, he's American. Great for the US market. Williams getting better. The Realton, American money there. Cool. But it's like, he's there on merit, clearly. Because he's already, he's already, you know, destroyed any, you know, um, dry weather performance we saw from Latifi. In the wet, Latifi had some good races in him, but dry weather performances, I don't think ever came close to what Logan achieved last week. I'll be honest. Um, Alpha Tauri, yeah, I mean, Yuki was, you know, P11. Not far behind Alex. You know, if any driver was going to overtake Alex Albon to take the point, then I would have happy, happily, not happily, but I would have been the happiest with it being Yuki because I love Yuki. I've got a lot of time for him. I think he will come good this year and he was much quicker than De Vries in qualifying. We'll see. It's just how, how much faith to have in that team. Not much. You know, you go from at times third quickest car in 2020 to um, right at the back is a real shame. But I do think Red Bull surely are lining up that team for a sale. Surely, surely, surely they can't justify us keeping hold of it for too much longer. Maybe with, you know, when Matt Schitz was around, he he, you know, possibly saw value in keeping it because F1 felt like a real passion project for him. Um, but obviously now, since his passing, new people coming in, you know, how much can they justify keeping that team going to promote a clothing brand when? They've already got a Red Bull car at the front. I've said this time and time again. Just stick the AlphaTauri logo on the Red Bull car. Give it a prominent position um, on that car. Put it on the rear wing or something. I don't know. Um, and, and that car's going to be getting more airtime anyway. You know, because it's going to be more likely to be winning races. So, you know, I just it just seems a bit silly to me that they keep that team going. But, I mean, look, someone else come in. Take it on to the moon. Make Minardi great again. Exactly, Abby. Exactly. Um, Haas, again, Hulkenberg did very well in qualifying. He's always been a solid qualifier. Had that damage to his front wing in the first lap, which really ruined his race. Um, it's such fine margins, wasn't it? Because he didn't even realise he got hit. He didn't even realise there was contact. But then eventually, he got, obviously, you know, you lose your... You lose, you damage to your front wing and the reduced aero the way that you know all of the air that is the that is the first touch point of air to your car so if your front wing is messed up and you remember like the front wing works with the you know it's even having push rod or pull rod affects suspension on the front affects how the airflow goes to the side pods goes down to the back of the car goes to the rear wing and, and if your front wing is done then that's gonna have you can argue like proportionally a bigger impact because that's then affecting all of the aero going to the rest of the car. So he was just munching through tyres. 
change the front wing, it was fine, but it was too late by then. So it was a um, shame for Nico. Kevin, yeah, the pace didn't look great either way because Kevin wasn't able to make inroads in the race either. Bit of a DRS train. Um, we'll see. Hopefully Saudi doesn't... Sa Saudi doesn't r strike me as a track that really, you know, struggles too much with DRS trains from from, from memory anyway. Um, we'll see. Bob Brown, thank you for the 299, mate. Did you, did you read about Aramco's profits for last year? No, I didn't. I'm, ass I'm assuming it was a lot. I'm assuming it was a lot. Tomo explaining time. Exactly. If you come for aerodynamic philosophy knowledge, then you're at the right place. Okay? Definitely. I promise. Um, <laughs> William Story needs to be back in F1. He should buy off Tari. I think that's probably out of his budget now. If we're talking like a billion pounds for an F1 team, which... You know, if it's a 600 million buy-in to start your own team, then you can see why a billion pounds would actually kind of make sense. Um, big money. Oh, Declan, 4 a.m., Saudi. Harsh. Right, um, Aston Martin. Again, having, having them down here in the... Because I've done this in reverse um, constructors order from last year. It seems like we're talking about them too soon. <sighs> yeah, look, I, I, think, I think Lance would have been glad for the week off as well. We didn't go straight into this race after Bahrain. But uh, Lance Stroll, I'm seriously considering putting him in my fantasy. I'd love to have Stroll and Gasly in there and not change anything else, but I'd be over budget. Lance really impressed me last week. For a man who started his F1 career... Co co What's that? What am I saying? <laughs> career... In um, 2017, so 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. <laughs> I'm Jonathan Ross. <laughs> <laughs> um, for a matter of, yeah, so it's what, it's eighth season in F1? Eighth season? So the thing is, right, it, it's been a slow burner. He still makes, he still makes Silly mistakes that you shouldn't be making seven years into your F1 career. I'm sorry. I, I think that's fair to say. And I think with someone as young as him, with the opportunities he's going to get, and the uh, the thing that impressed me most, because I, I think there's always been a, quite a valid... Um, you can understand why. You look at Lance and you think he's he's not going to lose his seat. He doesn't have that pressure that a lot of other drivers, most other drivers do, in terms of if I don't perform, I could lose my seat. Lance doesn't have that pressure. I, I think that's fair to say. So then you argue, well, okay, is that going to potentially affect the performance, the quality of his performances? Because is he going to push as hard? And, you know, because he's guaranteed a seat. And I think we saw last week that he is everything, every bit as motivated. Um as anyone else to, to get back into that car and um yeah I, I i was i was very impressed by that as well as his performance in the race he was able to get past george obviously you know he was on the pit exit so but yeah the stupid errors needs need to come out i agree aaron obviously a bigger rear wings this year so hopefully that helps with his uh spatial awareness because that is the biggest problem with lance and, and i don't think qualifying is half a second off of fernando in qualifying with broken hands and a broken toe, that that's not bad. That's really not bad. 
So we'll see. Thank you, Arters, for the uh, five euros, by the way. Was Andreas Seidel a big deal when McLaren got their mojo back a bit with Norris Science? How much do you think he could lift Alfa Romeo, Sauber, Audi? Well, hang on. Arter, I'll save your, your live chat for uh, Alfa Romeo because we're about to talk about them. Um, but yeah, Aston Martin, I think. Yeah, and no testing or preseason for Lance either. Exactly. So with all that context, I've got to say that I was mightily impressed. The thing is, right, I still retain, because there's been this whole conversation about Alonso. Is he still at his prime? Um, blah, 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 right? And he's in his 40s and he's driving a car that's kind of potentially going to fight at the top. Do I think he's still at his prime? I would say that based off of the gap relative to Ocon last year, which Alonso was ahead, but how much was he ahead by? You know, Alonso had his fair share of... Ocon had his fair share of qualifying dubs over Alonso. You look at how close Stroll was relative to Fernando throughout the race and in qualifying and all that. You know, I I think that... Honestly, I, in my opinion, that does a disservice to Fernando in like 2012 where he was just ridiculous. It was a joke. Obviously, you look at two, 2005, 2006... Do I think he's at his prime, like the peak? I would, I wouldn't say so because I think he would have been more clear of Ocon. That's that's, that's my thought, and we'll, we'll see. Obviously, with Lance, as Lance should be gradually improving because he is still very young. Um, we'll see. You know, we'll we'll see where it'll end up at the end of the season. I don't think it will be as much of a a whitewash as people are expecting. Like for example, um, I'll, I'll, I'll do a poll. Uh, do do you think Stroll will outpace Alonso in qualifying? Or how many times do you think? How many times do you think? Uh, so none. So do you think he'll never outpace? And I'm, obviously, sometimes you can out-qualify your teammate, but your teammate's had an issue or caught by traffic or whatever. I'm talking about, like, outpace. So none, uh, one to three times, maybe four to, I don't know, seven times, or eight plus. In qualifying this year, obviously. Obviously, we're talking about this year. Don't really, didn't really need to stipulate that. Because, again, you look at, you know, Ocon, I think it was about, f oh, what was it, 15.8 maybe to Alonso? Maybe 14.9? I can't actually remember what the head-to-head -head was, um, Fernando Esteban last year. But there was, a, there was a, a reasonable number of times where Ocon outpaced Alonso. It was in the minority for sure, but it didn't happen week in, week out. Versus you look at what the head-to-head -head was for Verstappen Perez, for example, or Norris Ricardo. You know, you had genuine, like, you know, pretty much on pace whitewashes. I think based off what we're seeing, I think there's there's good reason to, to expect that Lance has, you know, actually become a pretty good F1 driver. And as much as his path in isn't one that you know, particularly is, is, is inspirational, for example. It's not like he's he's gone through hardships like, you know, Lewis or, or Esteban or a lot of these drivers who came from, you know, quite um, 
you know, humble beginnings. Most drivers don't. Most drivers are rich, and it's just Lance's dad isn't a, just a billionaire. I mean, Lando Norris's dad's a multi-millionaire. Like, most of these drivers come from wealth. Verstappen's dad was an F1 driver. Like, you know, you've got, uh, there's not many examples of that. I just think it's it's also, you can't hit Lance with that for his entire career if the performances are starting to come, which they are. They didn't with Latifi, but they are seemingly with Lance now. So, um, okay, 54% of you think Stroll will outpace Alonso one to three times this year. 26% think four to seven. Only 3% of you think eight or more times. I'm I'm probably saying, I think I, I would go four to seven. 23 races this year. Could I see Lance outpacing Fernando four times in qualifying? Yes, I could see that happening. Um, although 17% of you say none. So we'll see. Remains to be seen. Remains to be seen. Right. Okay. Next team. Alfa Romeo. Again, Artis, thank you for your five euros. We'll go back to your comment. Um, was Andreas Sado a big deal when McLaren got their mojo back a bit with Norris Science? How much do you think he could lift Alfa Romeo, Salva, Audi? I'm still on the fence somewhat about Andreas Seidel because you, I don't know how much responsibility I put on Andreas Seidel for McLaren's poor start to this year. Because remember, he only left. Like this car would have been signed off, you know, while Andreas was still at the team. I don't know how much I put that on him. I've also, you know, reading things and listening to, to McLaren fans more educated on McLaren than I am, talking about how, you know, James Key has arguably been given more responsibility now. Um, so is it more on James Key for McLaren struggles? I'm not sure. Um, ultimately, I still, I think, I still, yeah, yeah I, th I think even when you do, yeah, I'm, I'm a big proponent, supporter of Andreas Seidel. And I still think you have to question that sometimes when, you know, you see McLaren struggling, you're like, oh, that's not, doesn't look great on Andreas because he just left. But again, maybe he, yeah, he, he was always going to, if, if Audi were if Audi or anyone from the VW group was going to come into F1, he was always likely going to make that move because of his pre-existing relationship. And I think he wanted to move back to Europe as well. You know, that is that is as much part of this, you know, decisions like this. Alfa Romeo are based in Himmel in Switzerland, which isn't a million miles away from, from Germany, either way it's continental Europe, which, you know, a lot of, you know, there's not in terms of lack of borders, like it is very, you know, it's an open place where you could live, he could live in Switzerland. He could still live in Germany and commute in every every now and then. Who knows? Like family, friends, all that. The, these are proponents in these decisions. It's when like football players change teams. It's when it matters less for the drivers because most of these drivers they're only at the team bases like very infrequently. Um, they don't all live like right next door. They're in the simulator every day. They have other drivers to do that. So the drivers themselves they all just live in Monaco. It doesn't really matter too much to the drivers. But I think as a team principal, you need to. I know you, Europe mainland, Europe, Europe mainland. So versus in the UK, I think there's a difference there for sure. Like, and yeah, I I feel like that was part of it. Look, I think the potential is obviously higher. Alfa Romeo, um, it wasn't a, yeah, Bottas, Bottas was best of the the rest, wasn't he? Like really, um, outside the top four, he just had a really solid quiet race that is obviously how they started last year with Bottas in the points week in week out so can they maintain that performance hopefully 
hopefully. Um, yeah, I think I think it will be um, be interesting to see. And again, I've got faith in Joe that he's going to come good this year. I've got faith. I've got big faith in Joey. Um, got a lot of time for him, and I hope he does well. But yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm not expecting too much from them, like crazy because I think when Alpine you know Gaz is not starting the back and the and Ocon's not having 27 time penalties I think the Alpine will be quicker than the Alfa Romeo um, I think the McLaren if it's not breaking down and especially after this Baku upgrade that's been touted I think they could be potentially as well but that's the thing it's such a scrap now behind the top four seemingly anyway maybe even you know, pulling Mercedes into it. It's such a scrap for for those last kind of few points. It almost makes you think, you know, once the sport gets competitive and, yeah, I guess once the sport is really competitive, you can still stick with the top 10. It's kind of difficult at the minute. If, we, if, you, if for example, we've got like a top four that's really set, then there's only two more points per positions for everyone else. But with 60, it's 12 cars, there's only two positions to get points if there is this established top four that doesn't really change. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm not feeling optimistic about Alfa Romeo. Yeah, I think I think they'll be I think they'll be okay. I'm I'm more excited for next year because I think the Audi influence will start to come in next year. Um I mean they're already they've already bought twenty five percent of that team anyway, but McLaren, um mm, mm, I think um you know, Piastri was having an alright race until we broke down. He wasn't having a bad race. He was making some moves through the field. Uh, oh, it's hard to it's hard to know how how bad things have gone wrong for McLaren. But again, a, a, a track that's going to be lower on tired deck. Hopefully, they sort out the issues they had again. Start of last year, they had a stinker in Bahrain, and then round four they got a podium. So, who knows? Don't think that's going to happen this time. Um, I think yeah, McLaren fans hold out for Baku. And then pray that it actually does what they're hoping it does. The uh, the upgrades, the changes, remains to be seen. Not much more really to say. Like I, I don't think Piastri could have done much more really. Like he was making all right inroads in the race, but conked out. And then um, Lando just getting pit stop practice in for the team basically. So um, yeah, fast and unreliable. And again, look, the unreliability takes away points. The thing is, if there are only you know P10 and P9 consistently available to score points, then you know it, it then becomes a bit tricky, doesn't it? Obviously, you're always going to get Ferraris breaking down because that just happens. Um, could have used his F2 wheel to go. For... <laughs> yeah, it was a shame. It was a shame for Oscar. Shame for his first race to end in the way it did. But um, we'll see. You know, don't. McLaren fans don't get too, like, there's still a good racing car there. It's just a little bit of a, you know, if they'd have had the Baku upgrades for the first race, maybe we're, and obviously not the technical gremlins, then maybe we're having a different conversation here, you know. But I think that's what James Key said, is, and, and I think Lando said that as well. It's like, Lando said it's like, you know, the team needs to be starting with those upgrades, not getting them after four races. Because you want to build that early momentum, you know, it's important. But, um... Still 22 to go, exactly. Exactly. Still 22 races to go. Alpine, again, I am very... I, I'm confident in Alpine this weekend. I think they'll be in a very good place. I think they could be fighting, if not quicker, than the Mercedes. That's my 
bold prediction. Um, we'll see. We'll see. The pink and blue. Obviously, yeah, Ocon... Look, obviously, reflecting on Ocon's penalties, the grid box one is is stupid. Like, that's such a schoolboy error. Like, you can see everyone else lined up, like, quite nicely in their boxes, and Ocon's just, like, over here. <laughs> it's like... No, Esteban, don't do that. Um, he comes in. It's, it's not his fault, the team. Yeah, the team did like 4.6, wasn't it? That, that timer was off. So they didn't serve the five-second penalty. And then he came in again. And he sped by 0.1 kilometers an hour. 0.1. I can't really be too hard on Esteban for that. It, yes, it's one of them that, yes, it was his fault. But it was by 0.1 kilometers an hour. Like, how quick is that? How quick is 0.1 a kilometre of an hour? Oh, it's 0.1 of a kilometre of an hour, isn't it? It's uh, <laughs> it's 100 metres in an hour. Imagine imagine walking slow enough down the 100 metres to like, I don't know, right, you, you're doing like the sprint, right? You're doing 100 metres. Imagine taking so long, it takes you an, an hour. An hour. <laughs> an hour. An hour. An hour to cover a hundred meters. That's how much he oversped by. That is twice as fast as a garden snail, really, Doctor Jack. I mean, maybe an egg. <laughs> what kind of egg? An hour. Um, yeah, look. A hundred. Uh, that's not much. I'm just saying. All right. It, it was harsh, but yes, he did do it. But it's it's harsh. Okay. That's racing in it. So, um, yeah, I, I think he'll have a good Jedi. I think Gazdi's pace was phenomenal at Bahrain as well. So, we'll see. Well, if the race is won by 0.002 seconds, it makes a big difference. You're not wrong. You know, yeah, if, if Logan Sargent had been one one thousandth of a second quicker, then he would have um, got into Q2. But he didn't. Also, that, that reminded me, I don't know if you saw a post on Twitter about um, IndyCar does qualify into four decimal places. So it's 10 thousandths of a second. So they probably would have split uh, Sargent and Norris if they'd have had an extra decimal place. So it was quite interesting that they do it to four thousandths of a second. That seems a bit excessive. But there's still, even with three decimal places, you still get people set in the exact same lap times. So yeah, Hereth 97, where you had three on the same time. Exactly. Um, team issue, not driver, due to calibration of limiter. Yeah, I, I think um, we'll see. We'll see with Alpine. Maybe I've jinxed them. Probably. That sounds like me. Uh, Mercedes. I'm not expecting much from Mercedes. Um, straight line speed. Their their engine seems to be a bit better this year, but I can't say straight line speed is something that's really like it jumps out to me as being a, a strength of that car. I just think with Aston now being up there, with Ferrari, I think they'll be much better this weekend. They'll have more pace. Obviously, Charles not being up there is going to help Mercedes because he can't be right up there. Um, not much more to say. Uh, look, they put out that letter. What do we make of that letter? What do what do we make? I'm doing a poll. What do we make of the Mercedes letter to fans? Um, what we say, what, what are the, um, 
Um, needed. I'm, I'm going to write a few different responses. So it's needed. So you think it's needed. Do you think it's cringe? Do you think it's... Uh, <laughs> I'm seeing a few cringe. I wrote cringe. I looked up at chat and then about four of you have written cringe. Um, funny or unnecessary, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Take a pick. Any pick. Um... Ah, I just, you think when, there's been obviously, right, a lot of, uh, like, Lewis has come out and said, you know, he feels like the team didn't listen to him. And I think that is maybe a, a, a way of, you know, putting that out there into the world where obviously Lewis knows for, he's been in this game long enough. You put out a statement like that, everyone's going to jump on it. Media's going to jump on it. Fans are going to jump on it. Um, you know, I, th I think he, he wants a reaction from, <laughs> I wish all of the available. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Where do I sit? Because basically, if you don't know, Mercedes put out a letter. I haven't read it, to be honest. I didn't read it. I, I, I like breezed through like the first part of it. Um, and it's basically saying, we know we're in a bad place, but we're hoping it gets better. We're, you know, confident. Yeah, actually, let, let me, it's a good idea. Let, let, let me go and um, let me go and find the letter, and we'll, we'll look it on screen together. Okay, rather than just talking about the letter, we can actually kind of go through it. So, let me just uh, Mercedes on Twitter. Scroll through. Let me find the letter for you all, and then we'll we'll kind of go through it. Um, come on, you can't be posting this much between now and the letter mercedes just just show me the letter there's the it's race week with george actually let me i'll just do screen share now so it gives you lots something to look at um right where are you showcasing the merch nice uh, there's lewis sitting on a chair lovely um george pointing to amg is that <laughs> repping repping amg um, where's this letter? Where is it? When did they post it? I actually can't find the letter. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Let me let me go. Right, let me just find Mercedes letter to fans. Open letter to bar. There we go. A letter to fans. Okay, here we go. I should have just done this first. Sorry, I've wasted all your time. Um, I mean, that's this live stream, isn't it? Really. It's on their website, yeah. I should. I don't know why I just didn't look there first. Anyway, right, screen share, boom, let's have a look. A letter to the fans, to all our fans. Bahrain hurt, it hurt each one of us. I'm not going to read this um, word for word. Championship uh, hurt team as a whole, pouring so much hard work. We know we feel the same pain. Face right now isn't what we wanted. What will we do about it? Yeah. Uh, won't panic, make knee-jerk reactions. I mean, it sounded like Toto Wolf being like, we need to change the car. Completely. Sounds um pretty knee jerk. I'm not being funny. Um keep our heads higher. Urgently, calmly, blah blah blah. Be calling on each one of you to power us to the front. We will be calling on each one of you to power us to the front. I don't think like the you know they talk about like the twelfth man in football, right? The the when the crowd is, is so like at Anfield or Upton Park back in the day, when you got the crowd really behind you. I don't think that really applies in everyone. I'll be honest. Um, 
Not for me anyway, but... Oh, and of course... This bit... This bit feels like this is why, I'll be honest. I think this part explains um, why they put this out. Whether you're offering criticism or support, there's a right way to do it and a wrong way. We want our online community to be a safe space for healthy debate where people treat others and treat with respect, be any team members, blah, blah, blah. Be nice on the internet, basically. Um, which, yeah, I, I think if anything's pr provoked and prompted this statement, it feels like it is big. Because there's been a lot of, you know, obviously a lot of upset fans, you know, and... I, I get it, sports, sports, you know, we're, we're passionate about our sports, you know what I mean? It's, um, but a lot of uh, people do overstep the mark and uh, it's not, <sighs> you cannot take to it. Yeah, I know, it's just, yeah, it, it kind of is, it feels like whatever these teams, and I spoke about this, I, I think maybe I, I look back where, where I've said in the past, you know, I feel like drivers should speak out, just generally drivers should speak out against fans who claim to rep them and then spread nonsense online. But actually, I think now reflecting on that is probably quite naive. Do I think actually that, you know, Max coming out and condemning his most extreme fans or Lewis doing the same or Charles doing that or whoever or Mercedes doing that or Red Bull doing that or whoever, is that actually going to make a difference to the kind of people who conduct themselves like that on the internet? Probably not. Yeah, you ignore them. Rule one of internet, don't feed the trolls. It's true. It's true. Yeah, it's something I, you know, with this, with doing what I do, it, it kind of has to be something that, you know, there's no, very rarely is there an upside to actually address anything when like people are getting mad at you, rightly or wrongly, you know? Like, rightly or wrongly, even if even if it's something you like regret saying or regret doing, to then address it just always makes it worse. It's just you have to just ignore these things. Um, I only watched the troll when RPM makes fun of him. He does he does a very good job of that. You can't you can't argue. He does a very good job of making fun of the trolls. Um, yeah, no, it's it's um, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes this sport is just a bit cringe, isn't it? It just is. But yeah, cringe, cringe and unnecessary win the vote on that poll. Mercedes, hopefully, you know, for George, for Lewis, I've got a lot of love for both of them. Hopefully this isn't quite as, as lost a cause as this car maybe looks. I mean, look at the shoulders on that car in that picture, by the way. Look at the shoulders. My goodness. Um... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, Mercedes. We'll see. I've, I've not got much hope, though. I'll be honest. I've not got much hope. But then... Ferrari... Have a 10-place grid penalty for round two. Round two. 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 How? How do you already have a grid penalty, man? They've taken a third control electronics thing. They were like, oh, it doesn't look right. We're going to have to change it before Saudi, um, before Bahrain. Oh, oh, we're on another one. Oh, we can't use any more this year. Never mind. 
Charles Leclerc driving along. Ooh. Broken. It's broken. And now they need a third, which exceeds the maximum allowed to this year. So they have to serve a 10-second time penalty. So, so not only do, does he have to serve a 10-second time penalty, but if it goes wrong again, this same component, at any time this year, it's another 10-second time. Um, not 10-second. 10-place grid drop. Not 10-second time penalty. 10-place grid drop for this race. And the chance of it, you know, not going wrong again. Do they fully understand the issue? Hopefully. I bloody hope so. <laughs> if they don't, then that's... Oh, dear. Stinky. Stinky moment. Um, Question. Control electronics. So the initial one that needed to be changed, and then this one that's broken, was that all on Charles' car? Or was that partly, or was one on Carlos's car? Because they are separate, right? Like every car gets an allocation of, of um. So it was all on Charles' car. We are checking. It was all on Charles' car. So science is fine. Charles got all the dodgy ones. Oh man, that is an L. That is an L. Oh Charles Leclerc. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Actually, I'll um, let me let me show you my finest work, which I didn't. I actually I, I created this after we saw the intro, um, anticipating more shenanigans from Ferrari, and they delivered sooner than I expected. Um, let me drag this onto here. So um, get your uh, get get your desktop desktop audio. Um, is ready for my finest work. Um, you've got desktop. I've got desktop, desk, desktop audio on. I can't speak today, man. What's wrong with me? This is like literally my job to speak, and I can't even do that properly. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Otherwise, fun. And yeah, I made this on March the 2nd. So <laughs> I feel like we'll be seeing this quite a few um, quite a few times this year, right? Okay. Sorry, Shaw, but look, I, I, I... <laughs> it was just meant to be hauntingly beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um... No, look, I, I think they'll be in a better place this weekend. I think Charles, you know, he's going to make some overtakes. He's taking that 10-place grid drop. So wherever he qualifies, say he puts it on pole, he'll be starting P10. Thank you, Jamie. It's a good shot, actually. Have some, have some water. Let's run my... Everyone, have some water. Have some water. Everyone's enjoying that. Good. I'm, I'm, glad, you, I'm glad you enjoyed my little edit. Okay, I was very proud. I, I just I, I saw the uh, I saw all of the people reacting to him doing this like when he's like leaning on there, and I was like, oh yeah, I should put that song over it, and then also some of the radio. Um, poor sod. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, got you. Got a feel for it, man. It feels like it's just a 
opportunities getting squandered left, right and centre and it's a lot of it's out of his control. He's had his fair share of shunts, yeah, of course, that he's made his own mistakes, but all in all, it's it's mainly been out of his control, isn't it? Which is a shame. Um, not much more to say on Ferrari. Again, Carlos Sainz didn't have a great race, so for me to back him to win, like he was quite slow in Bahrain relative to Charles before the car went boom, but Carlos Sainz, I've got, you know, he... That, he's known to have a bit slow starts. I think at Saudi, he'll do a much better job. Um, can he capitalise with Charles Leclerc having to make his way through the field? We, we will see. We will see. Have, has there been a group penalty due to reliability this early in the season before? I'm sure there has, Samwise. I'm, I'm sure there has, but I don't know. I'd be surprised if there hasn't because, I mean, cars broke down all the time back in the 70s and 80s, didn't they? But then I guess good penalties were less of a thing back then, so maybe not. And then finally, Red Bull. Max had a bad tummy, didn't he? Actually, let me show you. Uh, Tommy did a really good. Like Tommy's just so good at so good at Twitter, man. Like Tommy's actually jokes. He's just so funny. Um, why isn't it coming up with? Um, I need to find I need to find the tweet that you put out because it was really good. Um, screen share. So again, sorry to any audio only people. There we go. Max, you can't defeat me. I know, but he can. A tummy ache because because uh, <laughs> Max had a Max had a tummy ache and uh, stomach illness as it's called. I mean, I've got a bit of a tummy ache as well. So um, he's not going to be at the track, but his flight was delayed, so he won't be in Jeddah until Friday. Um, won't be on the track till Friday. So, I mean, obviously that's when practice starts. So it shouldn't curtail Max's uh, efforts to actually race, you know. But um, but yeah, Perez. I mean, Perez was very strong here last year. Um, again, put it on on pole in quality and was very unlucky in the race. Um, not to convert a win on merit potentially, like actually a proper win on merit. Um, that would be that would have been pretty pretty vibes. Um, but Latifi kind of sport that for him by uh, by shunting. So yeah, look, we'll see. I, there's no good reason to not think Red Bull are going to win this race. You know, but anything can happen. Hence why I've gone with Carlos Sainz. Um, won't be on track till Friday. Well, yeah, so I, I think he's... It, obviously, if he's landing on Friday, I don't know, like, would he have to miss FP1 because he can't get to the track on time? Or... I mean, Max has got a private jet. So, that's a point. Max has got his own private jet. So, can't he just get there? Like, just fly now? I don't know. I, I don't I don't own private jets, funnily enough. Um, not quite that lucrative, this YouTube stuff. Maybe one day. Actually, we're flying flying out of Morocco. There was loads of private jets, just like... There was about 20 private jets just laid out on the airfield. I was like, blimey. Different world, isn't it? Ricardo or Lawson for FP1 then? Yeah, that's a good question. Who, who would it be? Would it be... Because... Daniel taking this third driver role, he's not actually, they've still got reserve drivers. So I think it might be Lawson, but Lawson's doing super formula, isn't he? In uh, in Japan this year. So I don't know if he's already out there or or what, I'm not sure. Um, be good to see Liam Lawson in super formula. I think, I, I forget, like, Liam Lawson's actually younger than I, I feel like I, he's been around for a while. I feel like he's been around for a while. 
I guess because I followed like the DTM season with him and Alex and and all that. And actually, Lawson's still very young, so we'll see. Thank you, Lol, for the uh, five dollars. Made made it live six a.m. here in LA. Um, Gazdi podium this year. Uh, I think I, I'm sa I'm saying Alpine are going to be strong this. Week. In fact, I've already put um, a certain Pierre Gasly as my driver of the my best drive, my driver of the weekend, whatever you want to call it. So um, you know what? Maybe it would take a lot of things to go wrong for other cars, but that's what happens. You know, that's what happened when Gasly got his win and Monza. That's what happened when Ocon got his win. Uh, hungry as well, so um, you'll see. But yeah, yeah, Lawson's still super young, super talented. So yeah, and Ricardo seems to be more at that team for advertisement than actually like doing any racing or any testing, which uh, I do like. I don't know if you've seen, like I've seen some clips of R Ricardo, like Daniel doing. So it just, I it doesn't sit. Look, Ricardo made the right decision by him to not race, and that's his decision to make. And I'm not going to sit here and criticize that decision because that's his decision to make. And no one apart from him is in his head and what he wants to do. He wants to take some time off. But to see a, a, a racer of Ricardo's ability in the, at the age he is at, which is in his kind of prime years, um, just on the sidelines doing social content for Red Bull. It it hurts. It's not nice to see. I don't enjoy seeing that because it's like, oh, I just wish like 2018 Ricardo, 2020 Ricardo. I, I he was just such a joy to watch. It was such a pleasure to watch him drive. And like to see now, it's just, yeah. I just re I really hope he gets back in, even if it's not a Red Bull, just just anywhere and and just driving at his best. I just hope his career is not like defined by this. This, you know, this poor decision to go to McLaren in the end, you know, he was on to a good thing at, at Renault. Um, but yeah, I, I think you can say, you can say it's about a lot of drivers. Like, there's so many drivers you go through the history of the sport who, you know, wrong place, wrong time, wrong car. You wonder how many drivers, you know, just n never got a car that worked with their style and, and always struggled, you know. But again, this is what sets a driver like Fernando for me right up there in terms of the. The, the greatest because you know every car he's driven um whether it's been good or bad he's excelled in you know same say same about lewis it's easy to say oh he's always no he's not always been in top tier cars you look at that mclaren in the later years you look at that kind of mercedes in 2013 and he, he'd still get a win every single season apart from last year you know i think versatility is is the most important part of what makes a a well-rounded racing driver um, but anyway, anyway, Red Bull, Verstappen win, probably, even with his tummy ache, but we'll see. Hopefully Checo, um, takes it good and takes it to him, you know, I'd love to see that. I would love to see that. Um, cool. Okay. Uh, back to main screen then. Oh, back to intro. Actually. I mean, it is, look at that intro. Oh, it's beautiful. Isn't it? It's a beautiful thing. Uh, what, is the, what else is there to talk about, chat? We're what hour, almost an hour twenty in, in. Cause I'll I'll wrap this up pretty quick. But is, is there any particular things I've missed that we haven't discussed that have been going on in the world of Formula One? Because um, Lawson is young, and if he wins Super Formula De Vries doesn't perform. Could I see Lawson Alpha Terry? Yes, I could, Jake. Part of me is kind of surprised that Lawson. Yeah, 
I think he, I think he's had, he's got the super license points. Yeah, because he finished ahead of Sergeant in the end, didn't he? Um, we'll see. Formula two. Yeah, I mean, poor Cher just looked like an absolute animal last weekend in the F two. So. Um, I mean, it's looking good. That ART as well, because Victor Martin was right up there and, and all. So that ART was really good in Bahrain. But we'll see different tracks. I'm sure different cars come into their own. Um, it's not going to necessarily be top tier every single race. But Jack doing had a bit of a stinker, didn't he, as well? So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, I'm, I'm Team Yuma Uasa this year. So up the up the Uasa. Come on, San. Um, Ricardo to Aston Martin. No, that's not going to happen. Um, especially the more you know, Lance, you know, impresses and and does if he can if he can do a if he can do as if he can be as close to Fernando as Esteban was last year, then Stroll, there's no reason to get rid of him. He, he, even if you know you'd be like, oh yeah, but just because of the money, no, like if he can do as good relative to Fernando, you know, because every everyone a lot of people and and I'm not like you know you expect Fernando to do an absolute job on Stroll, but Stroll's clearly improving. Stroll's clearly improving. Bring Minton. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bring Minton. Um, yeah, oh yeah, Maloney had a great drive as well, didn't he? Yeah, uh, the F2. If you're not watching the F2 this year, you should be. You should be. Right, let me go grab Minton and then we'll wrap this thing up. I'll just roll my intro one more time just so you can enjoy my beautiful intro. I'll go get sausage. Here he is. My boy. My sausage dog. Here he is. Sausage. Hello, boy. How are you? Halga. Halga's going to be a good shout, actually, for this year, because I was watching the, um, that, was it, on Screaming Mills um, with, was it, with uh, Marcus Armstrong and Callum Eilert, and apparently MP, MP Motorsport, who, you know, Halga and Darivada are racing for, they've hired a lot of people, um, in terms of engineers and that to, to really optimize their cars. So I expect the uh, MPs to be, and Hauger's seemingly got a bit more potential than Daravala, like seemingly. Uh, so we'll see. Maybe Hauger will throw up, throw up something different and special. But yeah, sorry to any audio only viewers, um, listeners. You can't see Minton yawning because he's been soundo, haven't you? He's, my mum was looking after him when we were gone. She takes him for about four walks a day. So um, he's he's a bit tired, bless him. You missed the Gran Turismo music, Jamie. You can play the Gran Turismo, Gran Turismo music yourself in a separate tab, unless you're on your phone, I suppose. But um, yeah, he. Um, this is Minton. I'm Tomo. We are done. Uh, thank you all for coming. Thank you all for for joining the stream. Um, no qualifying stream for for this weekend, um, but the last lap will be back um, on Sunday. Me and Niran, a couple of guests as well to boot. So if you want to watch the race along with us, then go and check out the last lap. Um, I wasn't there for the podcast as well. Niran deputised with uh, with Cameron and Pete, did a fantastic job. So um, go and check that out if you're interested. And yeah, oh, the intro is rolling one more time. Thank you all for watching. Like and subscribe. Appreciate all the support. Thank you to everyone who live chatted. Thank you, LG, JD, Mark, Timo, Bots, Jamie, Lost Charmander, Zelda, Platobium, Ryan, Shreyas, Pankin, Thork, Lowell, Will, Professor Z, Sense, LMAO, um, 
with the you've got the Ocon zoomed in picture, haven't you? That's a great image of Esteban, to be fair. Karan, Jake, FH4, Rohit, Sletten, Rebecca, Chira, um, Vass, Jozo, Miguel, Nathan, Bryce, Adam, Yassin, Mark, Jupex, Ryan, Toby, Alex, Sam, Thomas, Andres, Anish. Tim, YDV, Fabrizio, Hamza, AV, Hot Pays. Thank you all for coming. I'll see you on the audio-only version because I'm going to do that now. Oh, I didn't record this. Okay, I'll have to download it after. All good. Cheers, everyone. Stay safe. Be well. Be happy.